Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Welcome, ladies and gents. Pets, too. Aliens, too. Everybody's welcome. Why not? Why not? You are listening to and watching the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host, Blaze the Lion, a.k.a. Blaze, a.k.a. your favorite trainer, a.k.a. All right, let me not get myself in trouble here. That's all I'll say for now. <laughs> if you are watching, first off, I'd like to say that I appreciate you. I really do. I truly appreciate you. Hopefully you appreciate me as well. Otherwise, you wouldn't be watching. If you love this movement, you can feel free to like, to love, to laugh, and to share. In other words, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a damn friend. Yes, indeed, the Blaze Align podcast. If you are really thrilled and you're really moved and really touched by what you've been seeing here week after week, all right, and you would like to donate, you would like to support in some way, I got you. No worries, no worries. All right, there are three levels, three tiers in the support of the Baseline Podcast. All right, first tier is 99 cents. Second level is 4.99 and third level is 9.99. With that, not only can you be supportive of this movement, but you also get free gifts. Yes, you get cool shirts like this. Ooh. All right, the Baseline Podcast shirts, you get wristbands, you get access access to upcoming events and webinars, how to blaze your purpose, how to find your purpose, how to walk in your personality type. Do you know your personality type? Do you know your purpose? Do you know why you're here? Do you? Oh, wait. Do you? Hmm. If you don't. You do not want to miss that. Also, every month is a theme, all right? This month of March, the theme is overcoming adversity. Next month, April, the theme is sex. Ooh, sex, all right? So you do not want to miss next month. You don't want to miss any of these episodes. I'm just saying, but especially next month, because you're going to learn something. I'm going to learn something. All right? It's going to be an exciting, um, man, exciting month. All right? On just sex and sex education. All right? We all, I mean, no matter how experienced you are or how experienced you feel, there's always more. There are levels to this. You know what I'm saying? It's levels. Yes, yes, yes. So. Tonight is a little bit different. It's a tad bit different for tonight. Why is it different? Is it my hair? Is it my background? Did I get any new tattoos? Is it my aura? No pun intended. It could be all of those. Or it could be none of those. But tonight is special because... We have a co-host, 
That's right. We have a co-host tonight. Somebody who will be helping me out because I talk a lot. Some may say I talk too damn much. Hence why I haven't even brought on my guests yet. Because I'm just still talking. But tonight we have a co-host. All right. Some of you may know him. I know him a little bit. <laughs> and tonight we also have a special guest. All right. I will bring them both on. But first, let me tell you a little bit about our special guest. She is a two-time MVP. I don't know why I keep saying that, like we're playing sports or something. Right. She is a yoga instructor. Who does yoga? Anybody does yoga? Anybody ever tried yoga? Anybody want to try yoga? This could be your night. All right, she is a yoga instructor. She is also a personal trainer. Yes, in this fitness field, in this fitness industry. So she knows what she's doing. She also is a psychology major. So getting into that head, all right, maybe how fitness relates to your perspective, to your mindset. Because it's more than just physical, right? Yes, indeed. She has such a positive vibe that it basically knocked me over. I was sitting on my stool on a tropical island somewhere. And just by seeing her presence, her vibe, her aura, I was hooked. I was mesmerized. I needed to know more. So I did some research, a little bit of research, and I said, I have to have this person on the show. Must, must, must. She's going to drop some gems for you all. She's going to just show you her, her realness. And we all going to laugh because I feel like her personality, she brings that humor. All right. So without further delay, I am going to bring on tonight's guest, Melissa Aura, and my co-host, Brandon Todd. Woo! What up, y'all? I'm back. <laughs> uh, yes. So, Mr. Brandon Todd, welcome to the pod again. Thank you for having me back. How are you feeling? Great. Better than I was the first time we did this. <laughs> yeah, it gets easier, right? It's a little easy. You know, I think that was, what, four or five months ago. You know, we're still in the midst of the pandemic. We still are. But it was a ish. little rough then, man. Ish. Ish. Like, like on light South at the Beach. end of the tunnel. South Beach, there is no... Pandemic. Oh no, that, that's something different. Yeah. Melissa was there today and she was good. But anyways, I'll let you do that. But now nah, I feel great. I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot has changed, but you know, I'm, I'm just blessed. And you know, I thank you for having me on as a co-host. So yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing Melissa talk about what she got going on and her aura to come out on the podcast. Mm -hmm. You see what I did there? Yes, yes, yes. See that? Okay. See that? <laughs> Melissa, how are you? Welcome to the pod. 
Thank you so much. I'm wonderful. I'm so grateful to be here, to be able to connect with you guys and share my experiences with other people. And hopefully some people can relate and receive something of value from this. So I'm excited. I'm excited to start talking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's get to it. So for those who don't know you, Melissa, give them a little bit about yourself. Who are you? How would you describe yourself? That's always a tough question. <laughs> we were just doing that with Brandon. So um, I'm born and raised from Miami. So I'm a Miami native. Shout out to the Ooh. 305. <laughs> uh, my background, I'm Colombian. My family's Colombian. So I'm a child of immigrants. And I, you know, was privileged enough to grow up here and have the opportunities that, you know, my parents really didn't have thanks to their sacrifice. So um, I think that's actually tapping into one of the adversities is, you know, working for my parents, you know, for their mm. dream. Kind of thing. And then I had to kind of rediscover that. But we'll go into that. Um, so, yeah, born and raised in Miami, grew up, was always um, very passionate about the arts. Actually, I am a singer as well. I love to just move my body and dance. You know, we're Latino, so my family would always have parties on the weekends and dance, and it would just be a big event. I'm very family-oriented, so family is very, very important to me. And uh, I, you know, went to college, got the degree, did the corporate job, and realized that a nine-to-five office job just really isn't for me. You know, it was something mm. that I think I was for my family. Um, so I kind of took a whole 180 turn and <laughs> dropped the corporate title and became yoga teacher. So total opposite, but uh, I've never been happier. So I'm just so grateful that I took a chance on myself, you know, went against the grain, even though sometimes it could feel a little lonely, um, but it was something that just felt right for me. You know, I had to really learn how to follow my intuition and that was part of it. So, yeah, a little bit about me. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So you touched on a few things. Um, mm -hmm. So let's start with the corporate job. So what was the corporate job and how challenging was that transition to actually leave that? Whew. So this was during college, actually. I've always worked since I was... I don't know, like maybe 14 years old. I've just always been very independent and always wanted to make my own money and not really, you know, have to ask my parents for anything. So while in college, you know, I was working side gigs, like I was your local smoothie girl at the Jamba Juice, right, while I was in college. But finally, I decided to get a big girl job. So I started applying in places that were in my field. So I was a psychology major, music minor. I wanted to do music therapy at the time but always psychology was something that i was passionate about just because i was very intrigued by the way the mind works you know and how our experiences mold us into the the people that we are um so i applied to different uh centers in the area this is uh this was in orlando i went to the university of central florida go knights <laughs> and i finally landed a job. So I did it really old school too. My mom was like, Millie, just get dressed up, put on a nice outfit, print some resumes and just walk in the door and 
ask them to hire you. And I was like, all right, it's really old school. I love it. So I did that. I drove to all the clinics in Orlando that I could find that were hiring. I did interviews on the spot sometimes. And this one in particular was a neuro rehab facility. It was a really cool facility because what they do is called um, basically physical therapy for the brain. So they practice mm. on the fact that our brain is plastic and not plastic the material, but plastic as in it, it is malleable, it is moldable. You can, you can um, create more neural pathways or new neural pathways in your brain to compensate for areas that maybe aren't working as well as they should. So the way they did it is they ran a bunch of various diagnostic testing to map out areas of the brain that are maybe not functioning at the capacity that they should be. And then they would create customized therapies for that individual to target those areas of the brain and strengthen them to give them a better quality of life. So we saw anywhere from children who have suffered near drownings that were completely immobile, they couldn't track with their eyes, nonverbal, you know, just needed that 24 seven care to professional athletes who have maybe suffered concussions and needed, you know, that extra boost in order to help them perform at a professional level. So um, it was a really interesting job. I first started as the receptionist, you know, college girl, you start at the front, right? You start at the bottom and work your way up. So that's what yeah. I did. I worked as a receptionist in the beginning and I got to learn the ropes. My manager took me under her wing and she taught me everything that she knew. And at one point she had to go on maternity leave because she was having a baby girl. So that was my opportunity to take over her position and shine. So I took it really seriously, really excited. I was running a whole facility by myself. You know, everything was on me. I was creating the schedules, booking the clients, you know, making sure that the, the patient was welcomed from the moment they walked in through the door to the moment they left because they stayed with us for an entire week. So we build relationships with these people. And in the beginning, it was so exciting, you know, so new. I was learning, you know, I was working in my field. I was feeling inspired. I was helping people. And towards the end, I was still doing the same thing, but it turned into an environment that became actually pretty toxic, unfortunately. Mm. Um, my boss, my boss came back from maternity leave and she heard just how well I was doing. You know, everyone was like, the, the facility has never run so smoothly. The communication is just you know, running like a well-oiled machine. Like we have never had our facility just run so smooth before. And I always said, you know, everything I learned was from from you, from my manager. You know, I can't yeah. take the credit. I everything from her. But I did sense, I'm really intuitive and empathetic. So I sense energies really, really well. And I could feel some sort of like, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say jealousy, but like maybe she saw me as a threat. You know, yeah. she was the only female in the office before me. And then I was the new female, the young one, the college girl. You know, she just had a baby. So her emotions are a little intensified. Right. I don't a, know little. Oh, a little. <laughs> so when she came back and she heard how well I did, you know, to my face, she said, I had no doubt that you were going to kick butt. I knew you were going to be amazing. But I kind of felt like it wasn't as sincere. Did we just lose her? 
I just get about to get to the good part. It's always I, that, uh, right? like it's, yeah, like a show. Climax, and it's like and to be continued. Not, to be continued. Dot dot dot. Let's see if we can bring her back. I think it's loading. Hey. One time for these. Hello there. I'm so sorry. You, just you got the We're like <laughs> and and. and. <laughs> So, um, what was I? Yeah, so I sent some hesitation, and from then on, it became a, a very just, like I said, a toxic environment. My boss would just say comments here and there that weren't the nicest about me, just about being mm -hmm. a young college girl, about being inexperienced and maybe not as intelligent, uh, just kind of not something a boss should really do. Definitely there was like a overstepping from professional to personal. You know, when I'm at work, I'm very professional. You know, I like right. to just do my job. I'm very, um, uh, you know, I'm naturally kind, I'm friendly, but at the same time, like I'm just trying to do my job and do it well. But there would be times where it'd just be overstepping and it just made me very uncomfortable. So, I stuck with it though. I'm, I'm not a quitter. So I stayed at that job for almost three years um, because I really felt like that's what I had to do. Going back to what I said in the beginning, I'm a child of immigrant parents. So I feel like being a child of immigrant parents, you have a lot of um, weight on your shoulders to live yeah. up to their expectations. You know, yeah. they're like, we came to this country to give you a better life. So you need to take advantage of all the opportunities you have. And it's like the pressure. Oh, my God. No pressure. No pressure. It's so heavy. It's so heavy. Um, so, you know, I did the thing. I went to school. I got good grades. I graduated a year early from college. I got that corporate job. I got paid salary. I was 21, 22 years old getting paid a nice hefty salary and just already so miserable, so miserable with, with my life. I was working like seven to seven, you know, crazy hours. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. As you can imagine, it was a very heavy, um, emotionally heavy job. You know, we were dealing with life threatening situations, children who are completely, you know, immobile, like I was saying, you know, unable to speak to you, families who are devastated because near drownings, you know, they're sudden, you know, you don't, this is not something that you were warned about. Or yeah. people like who've suffered maybe traumatic brain injuries from car accidents, texting and driving, drunk driving accidents, just freak accidents. So the mm. families share stories and you want to remain human. I'm very empathetic. So when I feel something, I, I kind of make it my own and I take in that energy. And a part of my job was to make them feel safe and make them feel welcomed and make them feel at home because we saw clients from all over the world, all over the world. Mm. So oh, wow. Imagine carrying all that weight all day long for hours, trying to put yeah. on a happy face the whole time too, keeping your composure. It was a very um, concierge style clinic as well. I would call it even like a boutique clinic. You know, it was very fancy, um. everything to look so good the doctors were dressed to the nines like it was just a full-on show and all of that just created so much weight and exhausted me mentally physically emotionally so when i would go home from work 
I didn't want to do anything. I was so exhausted. Yeah. I just wanted to sit on the couch and veg out. I stopped doing all the things that I loved to do, you know, exercise, mm. exercise. I love to exercise. I love to hold that thought. Body. Yeah. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. In the chat, has anybody experienced a time where you were at a job, you were in a career, and somebody had to take a leave of, of absence, and you stepped in, and you rocked it? to the point where you were a threat. Anybody ever experienced that? I feel like a couple people have, all right? Where you were put in that position to be temporary and you did such a good job that it actually caused friction. Hmm, think about that. Put that in the chat. Not your whole story, you know what I mean? But just say yes. I did, you know, blah. Don't act your your old boss or anything. I mean, you know. I mean, if you want to, hey. But <laughs> all right, so go ahead, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so true. Like, you know, all these expectations were put on me, and I was so excited to just freaking kill it, and I did. Mm -hmm. And I never expected to get that sort of response. You know, I thought this person's a professional; they're an adult. You know, they taught me everything and they expected me to kill it. And then I did. And I was, you know, received with so much resentment. <laughs> uh, I just didn't expect it. But, I already got one. But yeah. yeah. Bonnie. They, they yes. wanted you to kill it, but not too much. Right? Too much. It's, it's wanting like you to, yeah, they wanted you to just take the wheel, but not take them to the destination. You know, it's an interesting dynamic where it's like, you empowered me to level up and to take over your position as if you were here. But then mm -hmm. when you come back, it's almost like, well, don't do that good, you know? And so like, the, what's the ladder? The ladder is you do a really bad job and then they tell you that you're not good enough for the position. So, you yeah. know, it, it's, yeah. you know it, it unfortunately happens more often than you think in the corporate world, but I just love their resilience that you're like, I'm gonna do this anyways. And that's how you feel about me. And the fact that you're able to stick it out for three years is amazing. It really yeah. is admirable. It got to the point where they had to actually create a new position for her because they gave me her position permanently. So Ooh. imagine how bad that got. <laughs> wow. Ooh. That's amazing. That is, wow. That's a great, great story. You see, but you could have easily, you know, been demotivated and say, well, you know what? Like, let me just kind of fall back a little bit. But you said, no, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. And they created yeah. a position for you? It, but it's crazy though, because a part of me did want to, to hesitate. A part of me did want to back down because I'm not a confrontational person. I'm naturally such mm -hmm. a people pleaser that I would have easily backed off. But because this person was so manipulative with the words, they were just like, absolutely, you deserve this position. I'm, I'm going to move up and get this position. So everything's fine. I don't care. It's fine. You know, they made it seem like it's totally okay. Take my job. And a part of me was like, oh, wow, like, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. But it, none of it was genuine. You know, none of it was genuine. And I'm, I'm also kind of gullible. I, I, see, I try to see the best in people, you know, which I, yeah. I, don't, I don't discredit. You know, I love that about me. I always like to see the best in people, and even though sometimes I might get hurt in the process, but that's just the way I am. Um, yeah. You know, give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, benefit of the doubt until they prove that, you know. It is being sincere. 
you know, and she's getting a whole new position, like good for her too, you know, but yeah. that wasn't the case. You guys, as you know, I quit. <laughs> um, well, actually I didn't quit. It was, they actually fired me. So let's fast forward. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, so like I was saying, I would come home from work totally just zombie mode. I didn't want to talk to my partner at the time. I didn't want to do the things that I loved. I didn't nourish the body, my body the way that I should have. I didn't exercise. I didn't move. I didn't sing anymore. Just nothing. I didn't even want to have a conversation with anyone because I, I gave so much at this job. That I you were so drained. I had nothing else to give. And it definitely took a toll on my relationship. Um, it took a toll on my mental health. I can't even remember, I can't even count the amount of times I called my mom crying after work, you know, just venting about these different cases that I had to, you know, experience or, you know, had to learn about while I was there because I made their hurt my own hurt. And um, so many therapy sessions in the car with my mom. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Shout out to moms. Yes. So, mm. yeah, it got to the point where I would just show up to work and I would ask my boss, you know, how do you do it? How do you show up every day fully for these people and not let it affect you mentally? And what they actually told me is that it gets to the point where you kind of shut it off, shut off your emotions, you know? And that seems so unnatural to me. I can't, yeah. like, I, it just, it wasn't the way that I worked. I'm naturally just very empathetic. I'm an emotional human being. I'm human. You know, I feel things strongly. And to turn off my emotions just wasn't for me. Um, but it definitely took a toll. So, of course, I had to learn how to create boundaries for myself as well. And that came with time. But that totally mm -hmm. came after that job. So to fast forward a few, like two years later after that third year, I, um, my partner of three years and I ended and um, I had to move out of our apartment. I had nowhere to go really. Uh, luckily my girlfriends took me in under their wings. I was sleeping on an air mattress in their living room going to the job that I hated while heartbroken <laughs> at wow. the same time. And um, I remember even opening up to my boss about everything that was happening in my personal life. So I, you know, I told her, I'm trying my best to show up fully here, but like, please understand that there's things going on in my personal life that are affecting me, but I, I won't let it affect my job as best as I can. And, you know, I, I, I got personal with her. And unfortunately, a few months later, that all came back at me um, negatively. I was fired from this corporate job because the reason, the actual reason that was told to me verbally wasn't written on paper, but was told to me verbally is, you seem very unhappy here, so we're gonna have to fire you. So it wasn't a performance issue. <laughs> it wasn't, you seem unhappy, how can we make this a better environment for you you know how can we help you as an employee it was just you seem sad we're gonna kick you out and there was no notice it was just leave right now grab your stuff and go so oh. i was um so the the reason why i ended with my partner i was cheated on so cheated on 
moved out of my apartment, fired from my job. And I was living away from home. I was living in Orlando at the time. And I couldn't possibly stay in Orlando because I had no money to pay rent. So I had to move back home with my parents, which was a total um, life altering adventure for me because I was living independently for six years and then having to go back home with your parents is uh it's a lot of a lot of a lot of changes yeah like readjusting yeah 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 readjustment there you go (laughs) so I remember going home and thinking what the heck am I gonna do with my life I had to figure out who I was again because I was so invested in my relationship. I was so invested in this job. I was so invested in the, my life over there. I forgot who I was. You know, I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know what brought me happiness anymore. And it took a while to kind of find that spark again. But I've always had this dream. And guys, pause me if I'm talking a lot. Go ahead and ask questions along the way. <laughs> this um, is your show. We're just here trying to just listen and, you know, encourage you. Keep going. So I've always had this desire to be a yoga teacher. My first yoga class was actually at the University of Central Florida since it was free for students. And I fell in love with that practice. And in the back of my Mm. head, I always thought, I think I could teach yoga. But on the other side, you have this little guy here that's like, who do you think you are? I think you're trying to teach yoga. You know, like that's not going to make you money. That's not going to make you successful. You can't do that. You have to do the corporate job. I didn't have the corporate job anymore. So a part of me was like, you know, maybe this is my time to pursue that. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, these teachers that I have been following on social media for years that I've looked up to that I always said if I was to become a yoga teacher, it would be through them. She posted a video on Instagram. She said, hey, she was talking to the camera. She's like, hey, you, do you want to be a yoga teacher? I swear she was talking to me. I was like, yes, I do. She was <laughs> like, well, I'm hosting a yoga teacher training in Bali in one month. And we have a few spots left. So she's like, click on the link in my bio, make your deposit now and reserve your spot. I didn't even think twice. I was just like, boom, 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 deposit, click, click, boom, done. <laughs> and I remember calling my mom like, hey, mom, so I'm going to Bali in like three weeks. I got a pass. Mm-hmm. I got a passport updated. We gotta go. And she was like, wait a minute. Yeah. What? Um, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go study and be a yoga teacher. Like, I'm gonna fly across the world and look like let's ride, let's do it. And thank thank the heavens I have the most supportive mother on the planet. I'm sure my mom can I curse? Yeah, go for it. Cool. It's after nine o'clock. You good. <laughs> the children are asleep should be um so i swear i'm sure my mom was shitting her pants when i said i'm flying to bali to be a yoga teacher i'm gonna be there for a month and a half just like deep in the jungles studying how to be a yoga teacher and she's like what i can see it in her face but what she said is okay if that's what you want to do i support you and that to wow. me like meant world you know you all you want to do is just be supported by by the people you love and especially your parents you know you don't want to disappoint your parents so i was really really quick really quick in the chat in the chat this is getting good this is getting good in the chat 
Has anybody ever experienced you getting a career change, but you lacking that support from your home base? You're lacking support or you have you having conflicts or you know issues with your with your spouse, with your household, you know, with your parents, especially going from a corporate job to you know, more so like a free spirit, like a freelance. You know, from corporate to yoga is like a huge, huge <laughs> jump, huge transition. Has anybody had any? There we go, right there. One person. Okay, sorry. Go for it, Melissa. Continue. Oh, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. It's a good, good moment to to pause and reflect. So, I mean, like you said, corporate to yoga, it's a really, it's two extremes. You know. Yeah. Corporate is very cookie cutter. You have to look a certain way, act a certain way, talk a certain way, and um, put up a little bit of a front, you know, and act. And I feel like I lost my inner child. You know, I had to put mm. on a really serious, grow up really, really fast. And yoga, <laughs> it's very, you know, free and open and fluid. And I get to be barefoot and wear leggings all day long and be sweaty and go outside and, you know, just be me and be that inner child that I've always had inside that I didn't let shine those last few years. And also mm. the pay was totally different. You know, back then I was living pretty lavishly. You know, I, I would sweat my car and not really have to worry. And that was nice. You know, you know, but I was, I was miserable. I was, I was clearly miserable. My mental health was not where it needed to be. Mm. But now my paycheck cut that thing in like fours. <laughs> this is what I'm making now, but I'm so much happier. I'm so much happier with what I'm doing. I mm. I see the benefits of what yoga has to bring to the world, and I feel like my mission here is to just be a light for people. Like you said, you know, my aura attracted you, and I love that. You know, I want to be able to let people know that. You know, you're not alone in your struggles, that you can change your perspective. Gratitude is a great practice that I practice every single day to help you appreciate your life, you know, because you could be anyone in the world right now. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you woke up as yourself in this lifetime. And uh, it's your duty to figure out what your purpose is here. And mine is definitely to shine light. And be a reflection, you know, show everyone else that you also have a light within you that you need to share as well. And my goal is to use this passion to bring yoga, bring mindfulness and meditation specifically to the youth, you know, make it more accessible to people. I feel like people have this idea that yoga and meditation is just like so out there when it's really not. It's really not. Anyone can practice yoga. You know, there's so many different types of yoga. Um, and, you know, it's not just for a specific type of person. You know, it's just moving mm -hmm. your body. It really just is. It's taking a moment to move, to listen to yourself, to connect and get centered and create awareness of what you're feeling in, in here and just releasing it through movement. Uh, it's just moving. It's just moving. It's a moving meditation. So mm -hmm. um, I have a question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because you're talking about yoga, and I'll be honest with you, I'll be transparent. I've done yoga before, and 
I felt like it's helped me in this certain period, like after CrossFit, they say to do yoga to kind of stretch out and balance yourself and get your mind right. But I do feel like there's this misperception that like yoga is um and you're just stretching and a lot of people are just like i don't think that's for me like that's not really my vibe but i think you kind of alluded to that there are different forms of yoga so while people just you know think of it as just strictly meditation and stretching like i feel like there's so much more to it and i feel like you know what you being in this field like you can maybe just kind of share you know for people that maybe have hesitancy to you know join it or think of it as one way like that misperception like what would you tell those people like this is what you can get from yoga whether you work out you don't you stress out your job or whatever's going on like in the moment like what what could like they get from yoga um based on what they're going through absolutely so i believe i believe you're correct with a lot of people look at yoga and think you know um, just sitting here being super poised and fancy and just zend out. But in reality, yoga couldn't be as simple as just sitting down and just, you know, moving, just vibing to music. Like yoga, sometimes I, I yoga to- And I do yoga home. all the time then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't, always, I don't always yoga to like cool lo-fi beats. Like sometimes I yoga to rock and roll. Sometimes I yoga to- reggaeton you know it's a bad bunny <laughs> it's whatever okay. feels good for me you know i don't really set rules that's why i actually don't practice in studios um i didn't mention that i don't teach at studios because studios don't really resonate with me personally i feel like studios are very cookie cutter you know and i like to make yoga just fun i like to enjoy life you know i don't like to take things too seriously because I feel like that's all we do is we have to grow up and get a job and be super serious and stop being playful. And that sucks. That really sucks. You know, like we should oh, be able no. to enjoy ourselves. So why make yoga not enjoyable? You know, right. why not make it so much fun? Why not play the music that you want? Why not wear whatever the heck you want and just move how you want? Even when I teach, I tell my students, hey, I'm going to guide you and tell you the movements. But if you want to flow and do your own thing, do your own thing, boo. Like, this is your practice. Do whatever you want. If you want to lay on the floor for the next hour because that's what you need, lay on the floor for the next hour. If you want to knock out and policy because this is the only hour you have in your day to yourself and that's all you want to do, cool. Do it. You know? Um, I teach a lot of women mostly um, because my family, we own an all-women's fitness studio. And I teach a lot of women. Most of my clients are women. And, you know, you guys might know, women are, are natural nurturers and givers. And we love to put everyone above ourselves, you know, all the time. Mm -hmm. How are the kids? How's the husband? Work? Just everything. Everything, right? So I see these women who sacrifice so much. They adjust their entire schedule. They make sure the kids are all set. The husband is set. They pack their bags all so they can get that one hour to work out. They have to rearrange their whole lives just to get that one hour of the day. And since I already know that, I try to make that one hour of the day the most enjoyable hour of their life, you know, the most enjoyable hour that they can get. So whether it's working out at the gym and coaching them in classes or doing a yoga class, I always just encourage them to check in with themselves, ask themselves what it is that you need right now. 
and just mm. just do it without the fear of being judged. You know, a lot of times in yoga studios, especially like you look around and you see all these really bendy fit people and you're like, hmm, I don't know if I belong. I don't really fit in here, which is why like studios are not really my, my favorite place to practice. I, I always encourage people, close your eyes. Don't even look at um, the surroundings. Just focus on you. Um, guys, give me one second. My laptop's gonna die, <laughs> so let me plug it in. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, though, man. Because <clears throat> I mean, like for me, I'm not very. I don't have a lot of mobility, you know. So, like, I, I <laughs> hey, I said I don't have a lot. I don't say I have zero. I hope nobody from CrossFit is there. Gonna be like, you have zero, but. I think that's what it is for me is that I'm intimidated that I can't bend or stretch a certain way and do child's pose and what's another one? Um, so, at around that kind of pose. So, 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 yeah, so to dial it back, to dial it back, yoga is not, it's not even about the poses. It's not about getting to a pose. It's the journey to that yeah. pose. It's the journey throughout the class. It really is a battle of the mind more than it is of the body because we compare ourselves because we get in our heads because we're looking around and questioning am i doing this right instead just focus stay in your lane you know your mat is your safe space that is a place for you to just be without fear of judgment so to me it's just getting over the fact that you need to look a certain way act a certain way bend a certain way and understand that you need to appreciate the journey more than anything. Appreciate the journey. And just staying present. A good way to stay present is to focus on your breath. I'm really big on breathing. <laughs> Taking a deep breath in, filling up the chest, the lungs, and just becoming present. Because when you do that, you know, all those thoughts just kind of melt away. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. That's what I like tell my women. I tell them it's a journey to the pose. Sorry. My women? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it's because I'm fasting. I'm back quickly, okay. This me glad you're off that 30 seconds, but no, I, I think what you're saying. <laughs> Um, makes a lot of sense. And like you said, it's a journey. It's, it's about the individual, you know? And I love the fact that you said, close your eyes, because I think sometimes like when you look around, you're like, oh, like, oh, I can't do that. And you start to feel, you know, a little insecure. And you're just like, no, it's about you in that moment, whether it's breathing, whether it's just laying there, you know, being- It's a journey you know, just to in that, that pose. Moment. That's mm -hmm. it. I love it. Journey. journey. <laughs> Yes, it's the journey. It's the journey. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Um, so if you say you mainly work with women, but are guys? Yes. All right. So here is the visual. Check me out. Microphone check. So <laughs> if two distinguished, um, handsome young men, all right, walked in, all right, fresh off the street, all right, say for instance, say like Brandon and say Blaze, 
you know, for lack of better names, right? And uh, we appear to be super fit, but we're brand new to to yoga or whatever. Like, walk us through what would what should we expect? Um, is it uh, is it outdoors? Is it indoors? Is it hot yoga? Is it I've seen yoga where there are they're like doing like handstands and all types of stuff. Like, what can we expect from coming to your Melissa's yoga class? Beautiful. Great question. Great question. So the way that I usually work, I normally teach people who are at the beginner's level or they've never even practiced yoga a day in their lives. So I work with lots of beginners. But um, obviously you said that you're fit, right? You're active. So I know I can challenge you just a little bit more right? <laughs> but I always ask, I always ask in the beginning of my classes, you know, like, what, what is the mood for today? How is everyone feeling? Just so I can get a vibe. I used to prepare, like over prepare and have all my classes written down move by move by move by move. And it was just too much. It was too much. It wasn't authentic. I was trying to memorize rather than just being present, you know? Mm. So now that I got more, ex I, I have more experience. I learned to just read the room. You know, read the vibes first. If you guys are looking to get a sweat on and you want to work and you want to end the class sweaty and exhausted, then I will make sure to make the class challenging enough to do that for you. If you're just looking to stretch and relax and de-stress, then we're going to totally turn it down a notch and take it nice and slow. Like I said, there's different types of yoga. Hot yoga was actually the first yoga class I've ever taken in my whole life. And it was by accident. <laughs> I didn't know it was a hot yoga class until I walked in and I was like, why is it so hot? And then I was sweating my life away, but it was actually so just therapeutic that I fell in love with it right away. But that could have easily scared someone else away. <laughs> I would not do well in hot yoga. Like the moment I walk in, I'd be too sweaty. It'd just be a mess, but <laughs> thank you, Joey. Like sweat, it's a detox, you know? So it's a, it's a good thing. But, um, but yeah, so just depending on the individuals, depending on, <laughs> I'm a sweater too, Brandon. Don't worry. Don't worry. Thank you. You see, that's <laughs> why I don't be young. I feel like it's a care right now, man. <laughs> Guys, stop picking on Brandon. Thank you. I have feelings, people. Sorry, Melissa. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all right, Brandon. We'll do a private, like a Zoom yoga. If you want to meet in person, I got you. No judgment. Nobody. Please. Nobody would preferably, know. preferably more on the de-stress, calm side, you know, because I have to deal with trolls like that that make fun of me for sweating. So I need to like, all right, anyway, it's not about me. But as you were saying about your class, go ahead. So, so like I said, I would just read the room, ask the individuals, you know, what are your intentions for tonight? What area of your body hurts today? Where are you sore? So depending on all of those things, I take all of that into, into consideration and just mold my class depending on that so mm. yeah so it just really depends on the vibes on the person on their abilities on their level of yoga right how often have they been practicing if they've ever practiced before i have i feel like i have tons of energy coming to your yoga class however i am on a fast mm. so would your class say we're all fasting 
would the would you how would your class flow to mm. a bunch of people that are fasting? Mm, that's a good question. Mm. Good question. Mm. Most of my clients I know would totally they're not fasters. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> <laughs> they like to eat. <laughs> so, hey, let's be clear. I love to eat. I love food, which is why I'm, I'm sure. joking so much to kind of throw off my mind from the hunger that I'm really going through right now. So it's all a, it's, yeah, it's mental. Short term, what is a short term sacrifice for long term um, gain? Yes, yes. Write that down, yeah. people. Right. Can you repeat that, Melissa? Just what you just said. Repeat yeah. that. Short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. Ooh. I can't take credit. Yeah. I heard it somewhere. No, no, no. But you, you said it, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so, um, I would probably, I would probably slow it down for you guys. What I would probably do is focus more on a restorative style flow, but hold the poses for longer. It actually takes the muscles about 30 full seconds for them to actually start to release. So imagine just, you know, putting your shoulder back and just holding it here for 30 entire seconds. Like that's a lot longer than most people are used to. You know, sometimes we stretch for like okay, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. Like, you know, we don't really take the time to slow things down. And when you slow down a pose, especially a really difficult stretch, like, I don't know if we're stretching like the inner groin where most men are pretty tight there and you hold it. Imagine holding something for 30 seconds or longer. You really start to get into your head. Like your muscles start to shake. You start to tense and you're like, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And some, some of you guys jump out of the pose when that's the goal is to go into the mind, focus on your breath. So that way you can stay in that pose longer than you could have ever imagined. When you focus on your breath, all of those sensations just kind of melt away and you really start to gain the benefits out of that, that pose or that stretch. So it would definitely be more of a mental battle once you pass that physical, you know, part. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It is because when I would get stretched out, um, I feel like the first, five seconds, 10 seconds is not comfortable. Like, no, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then once they tell me to relax, breathe it out, then I'm able to stretch it a little bit more, you know, go a little more. So that, that's true, our our bodies, um, sorry, our, our minds feel like there are limits that we can't go anymore, that we've reached that point. Mm -hmm. Right. But nine times out of 10, <laughs> there is more. We haven't reached that that peak yet. We feel like we have because it's challenging, but we can really do so much more. Just like when I'm sure you can experience this too, Blaze, when you're working at, at the gym and the, the clients are like, oh, I can't I can't go anymore. I can't hold this squat anymore. I can't do one more burpee. But we really have that like reservoir of energy that we didn't know we had. Um, and they, they find it somehow, right? You know, they finally do that one, that one last rep that they didn't think they had in them. But it's all a mind thing. That's just yeah. a, a limiting belief that we, that we have. 
And um, it just takes the right moment that just like desire to go deeper to, you know, get you to that next level, to push and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. I love that phrase. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Getting Can we type that one in the chat too? Uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Straight up. So, Melissa, you have a question here. Danielle is asking, what is the name of that style of yoga that specifically helps with each chakra? With the chakras? Hmm. I don't necessarily know if there's a different type of yoga for the chakras. Okay. Um, there's so many, the, the types of yoga are endless, but I'm not necessarily sure that there's an actual yoga for, for chakras. There are positions, you know, certain poses that can help channel that chakra and strengthen those chakras. So it really just depends on what it is that you are looking for. You know, what, what chakra are you working on? And let's start to do specific postures to channel that energy and strengthen that, that chakra, you know, realign. Mm. I know um, Reiki is a good way to realign your chakras. I'm not a Reiki practitioner, but I do know one. I'd love to recommend her to anyone. And so what is Reiki? So for those who don't know. So I can't speak for it. I'm not an expert, but um, mm. the way it was explained to me is just um, using your your energy within and your desire to to align yourself like using that that natural energy that we have within us and using the power of, of nature the reiki practitioner is kind of like a guide and will shift the energy in your body to help realign your chakras and kind of reset you so that way when you come out of this session you, you feel you feel refreshed and you know ready to start again so mm. I've only had one Reiki experience, so I can't speak too much on it. But, right, right. Um, it was definitely something that I think just gave me more clarity on my purpose and what I wanted to do and helped me come back to my to myself. I was feeling a little lost, kind of questioning why I was here. And through that, through that Reiki session, I was able to kind of just get confirmation that I'm on the right path. Okay. So it was really nice. Really, really nice. Okay. One time for confirmation. So, yeah. Danielle touched on chakras, and you'll see this in charts, in diagrams, in videos. You'll see that there are colors mm. for each chakra. And I think this is a perfect segue to the color segment. Hey. <laughs> Sounds like we're on Sesame Street. So see what I did there. <laughs> all right, so I've been looking forward to this all day. Um, I'm gonna ask you a set of colors, okay? The number in my head, I don't know why it keeps coming to seven. Um, so I'm gonna ask you seven colors. I don't, I don't even know if I know seven colors, but I'm gonna ask you seven colors, and I think I know seven colors. <laughs> and I want you to tell me the first thing. We are not related. <laughs> I just met it. And I don't know colors, but whatever. I'll, we'll get through this together. Um, so I'm going to ask you seven colors, and I want you to tell me the first one that comes to your head. And if you want to expound on it and tell me what you're associated with, feel okay. free to. Okay. There is no wrong answer. All right. Cool. Let's do this. Colors, first color 
green. Oh, green. Nature, of course, you know, plants, life, right? Um, love connecting to nature. That's a really good way. Um, I, I like to kind of ground myself. So walking out in nature, connecting to Mother Nature is just my favorite, one of my favorite ways to, to ground myself and come back. Love that. All right, next color is red. Ooh, red, love. I think of love. <laughs> um, naturally, I'm a romantic person. I'm a sucker for love stories. So when I think red, I think, I think love and um, yeah, just being in love and sharing, sharing that love. So. Nice. Okay. This couple's been in my head all day. I don't even know why, but silver. Super random. I don't know why it's just been in my head all day, but I had to ask. Silver. Which one? Silver. Silver. Ooh, silver. <laughs> silver. I don't know if that's really a color, but I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, why is that not a color? Hold on. <laughs> I'm offended here. Silver's more like a. It's more like a. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a hybrid. No, I. I would say it's just like I think silver, like the object, like not the actual color. You know what I mean? Um, what object? <laughs> so I think, well, now that you said it, I was first thinking like aliens. <laughs> aliens. Like galactic. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah, you know, like stars. You know, kind of like a galaxy, very sparkly. So are you an alien? <laughs> I'm not an alien. I cannot reveal all my secrets, please. Come on. <laughs> That's for part two. You heard it here, guys. That was confirmation. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go with alien for silver. Word. Okay. Um, that's what's up. All right. Next color, black. Black. Ooh. Hmm. Black reminds me. I wouldn't necessarily say an object. I mean, you guys said I can respond to anything. So black actually reminds me of a time in my life where I disconnected myself from feeling. Um, I, it was, it was when I was a teenager in high school, I suffered something, I don't want to say suffer, experienced a traumatic event. And because of that, I decided to just detach myself from feeling, from connecting. And I would dress myself in a lot of black because I thought it was deep and cool. And I was putting on like this facade that I, I just mm -hmm. don't care about anything, you know? So it brings me back to a time where I now see just how much I was hurting and how much love I wanted and how I was just pushing it away. And uh, yeah, so it brings that color brings me back to that. Wow. <laughs> right. wow. So I used to wear a lot of black. Now I try to wear as much color as I can. <laughs> ah, okay. There we go. I think I've got three more. What about yellow? I knew you were gonna say yellow next. <laughs> Opposite side of the spectrum, right? You said black, dark, but how about yellow? Yellow is actually one of my favorite colors. I think of the sun, I think of daisies, sunflowers, I think of just happiness and joy. When I was away for college for the first time, I made sure to make all of the decor in my dorm yellow. You know, I knew I was gonna be sad because I was away from family. So I needed to come to a space where I felt happy. So yes. yellow is definitely that color that did that for me. Same with me, by the way. Nice, nice. I don't look, look good in yellow. It's like too bright. And then I was just like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. it might be too much. But 
You don't look good in yellow. Wear that yellow t-shirt. Can I wear that? Can I wear that yellow? Okay, cool. But yeah, it, 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 my my house is actually yellow. Like I had it for ten years. It was yellow. Yeah, I mean not like bright yellow, but you know, kind of a dull. But yeah, for ten years, because my favorite color. Um. All right, I got two more. Purple. Oh, I knew you were gonna say purple. Okay. There. All right, purple, purple. I've always thought of purple as something very like royal, you know. Um, Ooh. Yeah, just very, just uh, so just royal and like goddessy and passionate. Just a very Speak deep, about it. beautiful color. Purple is very comforting. Um, just makes me feel like a badass. Purple is my second favorite color, so I really love purple. Mm -hmm. Wow, <laughs> I'm not far off from you. My second favorite color is blue, but that's not the color I'm going to ask you. Um, <laughs> it's first yellow, then it's blue. My second favorite color is purple. Okay. Oh, I know you guys didn't ask me. Anything, but... I, nobody asked you though. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, this ain't your segment, though. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clearly. Last color. <laughs> um. White. Wait, can I can oh. pause for a second? So yeah. purple, purple, just so you know, actually represents the crown chakra. So it kind of relates, you know, when I said uh, royal, like, and I didn't, I don't really even relate that until now, but yeah, so the crown chakra is tied to the color purple, um, which kind of relates to what I was saying. So it's all purposeful, definitely some connection. See? It all comes full circle. <laughs> yes. So white. Oh, chakra. Oh, chakra. There it is. So white for me is just a very like uh, it's a peaceful, a peaceful color. White kind of just brings me at ease. I usually mm -hmm. use white. I usually like decorate my room with a lot of white, a lot of neutral, because when I come home, I want to feel like. Uh, like, you know, when you walk into a spa, I don't know if you've ever been to a spa, but just, you know, the towels are white, the robes are white, the floor is white, the tile's white, the bathtub is white, and everything just feels so serene. It's and tranquil. And tranquil. Exactly. Yes. Um, so whenever I want to feel that way, especially in my bedroom, my bedroom is like my safe space, I decorate it all in, in just white. So white to me is very a peaceful, clean, tranquil kind of color. I love it. Hmm. I got a bonus color. Ah, you see, I had seven, but something came into my mind. Okay. Random. Orange. Ooh, orange. I immediately think of like tangerines. <laughs> okay. My, my vegan mind thinks food. Um, yeah, orange is citrus. Ooh, and like sunsets. Beautiful sunsets. Yeah. yeah. And we get okay. some beautiful sunsets here in Florida, so. Best Maybe like the lion? Um, lion blades his head? Orlando the orange in there? Nice sunsets, to be honest. Better like, than Miami? Better than South Florida? I think so. Okay. Yeah, like okay. the skies just change these cool colors that I don't really see here. And it's consistent in Orlando. Here it's not as consistent. In Orlando you get beautiful, just like pastel skies every night. It's so nice. Okay. Because Miami is not consistent. In anything. In anything. <laughs> it's just like, 
You just go off on a whole other direction. We're, 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 we're consistent about being lit, but that's about it. <laughs> okay, let me stop. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. So, Brandon, what do you think of when you hear the color white? Wow. Purity. The first thing that comes to my mind. Just purity, cleanliness. Um, Melissa alluded to it before, but tranquility, um, clean. Yeah. But this ain't my segment. Blaze, what do you think of when you hear the color blue? I think about hearts that I've broken. Sorry, sorry. I'm... Wow. <laughs> Melissa, can you forgive him? This is Blaze After Dark, right? It usually goes off the rails around like 10, 10 01. So, yeah, <laughs> I apologize for my cousin. No, continue. Go share, share authentically. Yeah, I, I think of the tears from all the women that I've, that I've hurt, and they create a puddle on the floor. And that puddle gets larger until it creates a river. And it continues to grow, and then it's an ocean of just emotions. I resonate blue with emotions, and emotions are powerful. If you don't deal with your emotions, it holds you back, and it creates baggage that travels with you throughout different relationships. So you have to release those emotions. And a great way to do that, to me, is through the color blue. So get in touch with your blue. You did! I like that. Blaze just went deep. I was going to say, I have one request. Can we make a podcast about colors? Like, can we get into that? Because that just went so deep. I didn't realize it was going there. And I was like, I want more. <laughs> that was fun. Or just do a, do... Whole, a whole theme of the month, colors. Ooh. Right there, <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Secretary, write that down. <laughs> Siri, Siri. <laughs> right? Yo, Siri. Damn. I like that. I like that, actually. Those in the comments, if you can think of any guests we could have in the future, that would be great to speak about colors. Mm. That have great depth um, to just their aura. I think that'd be really, really cool. Good job, go. Melissa. Good job, Melissa. Yeah, let's give it up for Melissa, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. I was nervous before, like I explained to you, Blaze, but um, you know, I, everything happens for a reason. I believe that yeah. everything, the way it plays out, is exactly how it was meant to play out. So, you know, it's just the idea of not really setting expectations and just, just talking from the heart. So that's what I intended yeah. to do tonight. Thank you guys. You were comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's been my theme for the past like two years. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I had hired him. He was, <laughs> he was he secretly texted me what to say right here. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank <laughs>
have no behavior. Um, <laughs> those, <laughs> those watching, don't move yet. Don't move, don't move, don't move. You know you're not tired. You're not about to go to bed. You're about to watch Netflix, all right? So don't move right now. Don't move, don't move. Stay right there. So, else. Melissa, how can people reach you if they want to be part of the journey of yoga, if they want to enhance their fitness level, um, if they just want some of your aura, I don't know, how can people reach you? Thank you. Thank you for that. So most people, everyone can reach me on, on social media, on Instagram. I'm mainly on Instagram. I try to be as active as there on, as possible. So it's at my name, Melissa.aura. That's actually my name. <laughs> um, so you can follow me there. If you click the link in my bio, I have multiple uh, links that you guys can check out. I have private yoga with me. You can fill out that form. I ask you a couple of questions just to get to know you on a more personal level, see what it is that you are hoping to gain from yoga. Maybe ask you about your level of experience and just different things like that. And then once I get your response, I'll reach out to you to see when we can set up a time to talk and see if we're a good fit, you know, because maybe I'm not the best instructor for you. Maybe I know someone else who can fit your needs better, right? I'm not gonna um, let my ego take over and just hog all the clients. <laughs> and um, I also have an all women's fitness studio that my family and I run. It's called R, the letter R zone fitness and my location is in Doral so our zone fitness Doral on Instagram you can follow us there as well we are an all women's fitness studio it's a combination of hit training so a bit of cardio weight training as well and functional movement the best part of these classes is that um, everything can be modified if needed or amplified if needed, depending on your fitness level. And it is trainer guided. I'm one of the trainers there. So you guys will see me. What's up, ladies? Are you guys hiring? We are hiring. Yes, we are hiring. Blaze, let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> go around. I'm coming. So even though it's, it's all women's fitness, you do have male trainers? Do have male trainers, yes. Okay, just... Yes, exactly. It would, it would only be right. Right, we gotta create that yin yang, you know, that balance. So, and you know, it's a it's a safe space for women to come and get a workout in. It's a really nice environment. It's nothing like walking into an open gym like an LA, a twenty four hour youth fit. You know, you don't get that that same vibe that you do at our studio. It's very welcoming. I know every single member by name. You know, I know every single person by name. When you walk into the door, we greet you by name because we build that relationship. You don't get that sort of care at other gyms. We perform monthly body scans on our clients to check their progress. We offer nutrition guidance. So it's a, it's definitely on a level up from an open gym. So if you're looking to, you know, hit these goals, hit your fitness goals, and be guided along the way and motivated by women who are also on their journey, that's the perfect place to go. I'm very passionate about sharing that because um, I feel like women in general kind of feel like outsiders. You know, women can sometimes be a little catty, right? So when you find a space where it's just uplifting other women constantly, 
it's it just feels so good it feels so good so yeah go ahead and follow us at our zone fitness Doral. your first class is free so go ahead and check us out give us a try yes. you know nothing nothing to lose and so much potential to gain that's amazing look at that i would definitely share it with my girlfriends thank you yeah have her come by heard that with his girlfriends Go, no sorry mm -hmm. see i knew that was gonna happen you see like mm -hmm. why do you misinterpret okay mm -hmm. sorry, i have to just like okay what i meant to say with my girls sorry with my friends, that his, <laughs> his true colors oh, are coming out <laughs> with my friends and our girls our zone fitness i love it yeah before we close i'm gonna put melissa on the spot briefly just a little bit just a little bit. Look. Um, I remember a video you did. I think it was on your IGTV. Um, but it was hilarious. You spoke about farting in your yoga class. Yeah. And I had never, because I fart all the time those who know me you know you already know better so, out than in i'm better telling you see that see that aura right there so i thought that was so interesting that to hear an instructor um speak so freely about people being free to release their you know their their yes yeah Yes, <laughs> yes, for lack of better words. Uh, would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? For sure, for sure. Thank you for bringing that up. That's so funny that you bring that up because i that's actually the IGTV that I've received the most feedback from. People love talking about gas, apparently. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I mean, think about it. When you hold in a fart, like, that's the most uncomfortable thing like why holds it in everyone passes gas if you don't check yourself like, Same on you. you know um it's probably like something ingrained in you like oh ladies don't fart ladies don't burp burping is rude i mean you're just releasing gas it's a natural thing don't make such a big deal out of it we all use the bathroom we all fart we all burp like those are just natural human bodily functions in yoga especially there's a lot of poses that open you up and help you release like whenever i'm feeling just bloated and not so great and i know i need to release gas like there's specific poses that i do to help me with that and it makes me feel so much better so i actually have a funny story my my ex-boyfriend we did a yoga class together at a studio and what does he do he farts in the middle of the yoga class and it wasn't just like a little like air no no no. it was like a whole loud trumpet sounding kind of <laughs> and i remember like thinking should i laugh or should i pretend <laughs> i didn't hear it i just started laughing i'm like it's funny it's funny it's silly it's goofy who cares it's more i feel like it's more awkward to pretend that it didn't happen than just acknowledging that it did the yoga teacher, though, she was so good. She just kept going. She just wasn't even phased. She's like, all right, and then we're going to move into the next pose. Mind you, I'm here, like, rolling on the floor laughing that my boyfriend just farted loud as hell in a yoga class, but it's fine. Um, 
And I, I noticed lots of people tell me like, oh my God, Melissa, I feel like I'm going to fart. And I'm like, girl, let it out. Just do it. Like, nobody's going to judge you. Like, why, why hold it in for fear of being judged? Like nobody's going to judge you. It's a safe space. But yeah, lots of yoga poses help to release, you know, release emotion, release gas, release tension. <laughs> so um, it's just a part of it. <laughs> you heard that, folks. If you're a farter and you're looking for a yoga practice, a safe space, we got you. Only on the Blazer Lion podcast <laughs> can you get... <laughs> This sort of feeling. I think I actually have a, a quote about farts. Oh my God, I, I don't know if I can find it. Um, it was like, if you hold in a fart, that's what leads to to like, like bad ideas. So it's just better to release it. That's where brain farts come from because it travels up. Uh... And then so just let it out, let it out. <laughs> That's another one, y'all. Brain farts come from holding in farts. So let it out. I love it. Just let it out. <laughs> the other day, my son did a nasty fart. It was, it was so nasty. Was it like a wet one? I don't know. <laughs> I was just in, in awe because he's four. And I'm like, how could that smell come from you, bro? <laughs> like, Does he eat lots of veggies? Like you haven't been on Earth that long for that kind of smell to come out of your body. I was lost, <laughs> and he just—he straight like ignored me. He just kept talking to me like, "Daddy, so let's gonna let's let's go here and the man on the TV." And I was like, "No, but wait a minute! Like that was a really nasty fart. <laughs> he was—he was over it. It was just me. So, uh, it's okay." I love that. Uh, before I take this podcast any more left, um, in closing, Melissa, is there any, and I do this with all my guests, uh, Brandon was the first one to do this. So is there a certain quote, a quote that you created or a quote that of somebody else or even a short story, anything that in, in closing, you would like to leave with our audience? Anything to help them in overcoming adversity or just to get over that hump or just to push through any quote or any short story that comes to mind to uh, help our um, listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Not necessarily a quote, but uh, just some words of encouragement is to Focus on strengthening your connection with your intuition. You know, mm. to listen to that gut feeling, you know, and creating awareness and understanding if this gut feeling is coming from a place of authenticity or a place of lack or a place of fear, you know, because sometimes. Like I could have easily said no to being on this podcast out of fear. You know, I'm not prepared. I'm not, I don't have a great enough story to share. You know, all the other people had these amazing stories. Who am I? Or I could mm. come from a place of that's just fear talking. You know, I have a story that someone 
maybe even one person can relate to. So why not share and just yeah. trusting my intuition? So, you know, you know, leaving the corporate job, going to Bali, being a yoga teacher, focusing on finding myself, all of that took time and it wouldn't have happened if I didn't follow my, my gut. Um, so strengthening your connection with your intuition and the way you do that, I'll give you guys something tangible. You sit, just sit comfortably in a seated position, place your hand on your belly, on your gut, on your center, and just start asking yourself simple yes or no questions. Is my name Melissa? And then just notice how your body feels like when it's a solid yes, and you start to create awareness, like you know what a solid yes feels like. You know, is today Tuesday? Yeah. Do I love pizza? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> start to notice what a real yes feels like and maybe what a not so much of a yes feels like. And then start to ask yourself more difficult questions after that and notice what a solid yes feels like, maybe what a maybe feels like or a definite no feels like. Start to notice that. And strengthening your intuition will just start help you live more authentically you know create boundaries say yes when you actually mean it and say no when you don't really want to do something that's definitely something that i needed to practice on because of the people pleaser that i am and just, i'm a yes person i say yes to everything until i stretch myself thin so it took a while to understand how to respect my boundaries and follow my intuition and know when to say no and when to say yes mm. That's dope. I, I've never heard that, but neither. Wow. I want to try that. Yeah, left you guys with some homework. <laughs> yeah. I I won't do it this week because I'm fasting. So I feel like my gut will only tell me that I'm starving. But after this this fast, I'm definitely gonna try that. Just even say, Am I hungry? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Awesome. 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 Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, B, for co hosting. Um, can we give a shout out to. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, uh, Lazy Lion Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. Look at these. Look at these. Sure. Where can um, I buy one? Brandon, go ahead. Tell them where they can buy one. Well, if they subscribe to the Blaze Alive podcast, they can get a free t-shirt. Boom. And how do they subscribe? The link is below. Wow. <laughs> Anchor.com slash Blaze Alive slash support. Hmm. All up in your grill. All right, straight like that. Melissa, thank you again for your time, for your expertise, for your power, for your aura, for the gems that you dropped, for your humility. Yeah. I feel that was also big because humility is power. Humility is not weakness. Mm -hmm. Humility does not operate in fear. Humility is a choice. Humility is having the strength to go against, to compete, but choosing not to, choosing mm. peace, choosing to be humble in the midst of it. So 
I, I saw your humility from weeks ago. And that's one of the things that also drew me. I said, man, this, this woman has power and she's humble with it. So I just wanted to showcase that because that, that for me was dope. Thank you. Surely, surely. Yeah, I, I believe that when you show up authentically and vulnerable, you give other people permission to do the same, you know? So that's definitely a goal of mine, just to keep being me as best as I can, you know? And inspiring people to show up as their full selves too. That's how we heal the world. So thank you guys for being your awesome selves as well. <laughs> thank you. Can there be a part two? I'm sorry, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. You know yeah. your health on that, right? Because this is live, so we could go back to the recorded and be like, remember what you said? I just feel like there's just so much more. I mean, this is one of the longest podcasts. I feel like we've only been here for 10 minutes, so I feel like there should be a part two. I know it just flowed, right? Like it's already hour and a half, man. I love that. I love that. Thank you all. This is the Blaze the Lion podcast with your host, Blaze and Brandon. Mm. Tonight we had an amazing, lovely, beautiful guest, Melissa Aura. Make sure you follow her again on Instagram at Melissa.Aura. If you don't know how to spell Aura, I can't help you. I'm just joking. Uh, for those listening to the audio, it's A-U-R-A. -A. All right. So Melissa.Aura on Instagram. She has amazing videos, videos on yoga and farting videos on doing yoga with with goats i think you have that i might be just lying here i don't know um she is intelligent she is also walking in her purpose which is a major factor of this podcast we highlight we showcase people who have found their purpose and not just that but who are also walking in their purpose there's so much power you're a world changer you're a change agent as I guess last week said, if you found your purpose and you're walking in it. So for everybody out there, if you haven't found your purpose, all right, ask, ask, make time for it. It'll show its face, but you got to choose it. You got to make time for it. And when you find your purpose, it is life changing. It changes everything. It changes how you view everything. All right. Trust me. Trust me. Well, you don't have to trust me. You can trust Brandon. He looks more trustworthy. But Sorry. not saying that he is. He just looks <laughs> trustworthy. So, Thank you. Anyway, as I said before, <laughs> this is the Blaze the Lion podcast. Everybody out there, peace and love. <laughs>